Welcome to the Transformation Church Podcast, where we're leading people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you a fresh perspective on God and His Word so you can see transformation in your own life. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, TC family. What a great Sunday we have had so far. Amen? Oh, I just love Baptism Sunday. Um, If you are here for the first time, and we haven't met. My name is Andrea. My husband Ryan and I have the honor and privilege of serving here at Transformation Church. Um, but I also want to encourage you, if you have not yet taken the step in your journey to be baptized, um, we have baptisms here continuously. And so we want to encourage you, take that step. It's not scary. It's a celebration. And so um, it's just a way that you can just declare publicly what God has done on the inside. And so we just encourage you, you can call the front office, you can write it on your uh, connect card, you can fill out another one, just say that you want to be baptized and you will not regret it. We, we had baptism in the first service and in the second service, we baptized seven uh, this morning. No, uh, yep, seven, maybe eight. Uh, this is when I wish we had the little thing where we could like clip out what's going live stream because I say, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, but I do want to say this. I um, believe that God has great things in store for this place. Because this is all about Jesus. When I tell you in 20 plus years when Ryan and I retire and God moves someone else into this position, it's still going to be about Jesus. And we are believing, and I want you to pray with me and believe with me. We are believing that this city and the surrounding areas, the counties around us, will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That there are people in this community and in the counties surrounding us that desperately need deliverance. They need freedom. They need a family. That they've grown up without a family and they need moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas to come around them, to hug them, to love them, to tell them what they did wrong does not define them, but Jesus does. And so I just encourage you, Be praying because I believe that God's going to do great things for his glory and for his honor. I was sitting over there and and the Lord spoke something to me. Um, we're, We're not a weird church if you're here for the first time, but the Lord spoke something to me in my heart. And, um... I leaned over to Ryan and I told him, I said, the Lord said 30, 60, 100 fold, that one day we will baptize 100 people for his glory and for his honor. And I saw the men that Alex ministers to at the jail, that this tank was there and that the men of that prison will be baptized in the name of Jesus. I believe it, church. I believe God has great things, not just because we're Transformation Church, but because he wants to do something in these last days that only he can get the glory for. Y'all, none of this is in here. I got to preach in just a second, but I just feel it so much in my heart, in my spirit, that God is going to be glorified in these last days. Amen? 
Amen. Well, listen, this morning we are going to dive right into the Word of God. So go ahead and open up your Bibles, open up your smartphones. We're going to talk about a subject that's pretty much, it's a, it's a hot topic subject in our culture and in our society. We have a generation coming up with this epidemic. Um, they are the most uh, blessed and most, uh, they have the most material, they have the most information because of technology, they have the most knowledge of any other generation that has ever walked this planet, yet they have the highest amount of anxiety. And so we're going to talk a little bit about today about what to do with anxiety, because I want to tell you this, if we are going to reach that lost world, if we're going to reach this next generation, we got to tell them, you know those anxious thoughts that you have, you know that anxiety that you have? I used to have that too. I struggle with that on the day in and day out, but God has helped me and this is how he's done it. And so this morning we're going to dive into this. Have you ever had a bad week? I had a bad week this week. Have you ever had a bad month? I had a bad month this month. Have you ever, or maybe there's some of you that you're like, um, I just want 2023 to be over. Uh, I'm done with this year. It needs to be done. It needs to be over. I wouldn't say that I had gotten that bad, but the last few months, I've had a lot of change in my life. I've had a lot of things. We had uh, our son uh, moved down to Tampa. We All three of them started three brand new schools. It was just a lot of change. I started a brand new job um, about 12 months ago. And so there was just a, a lot of changes happened. And I noticed over the last three months that I was feeling some anxiety. I wouldn't say that I'm like, well, I wish 2023 would be over, but I do remember in 2019, my sister and I were 3,000 miles apart. She was living in the Tampa Bay area, and Ryan and I were living in Seattle at the time. And because of the, the change difference, she works for a home improvement um, store. She would close up the store. She's a manager of a, of a store. And so she would close up the store and she'd be driving home and she would call me because it might've been 11 o'clock. Her time was only eight o'clock my time. So she would call me and I'd talk her through the, the drive home. And so she would be talking to me and we would just be talking about how bad 2019 was. She had um, had a, a stroke earlier in the year. She had ended up having um, heart surgery. She's, um, I, she might be watching. She's much, much older than me. She's, <laughs> I'm going to get a call at, at the end of the service. But um, she was having a lot of um, health problems and she ended up having a stroke and and she actually flatlined. They, um, it, it, was, it, was, it was a whole thing. And here I am 3,000 miles away. I'm very, very close um, to my sister and to my family. And so we were just ready. God brought us through all that. But we were ready for 2019 to be over. And we talked bad about 2019. And then March 2020 hit. And y'all remember those memes that said, whoever talked bad about 2019 needs to go back and apologize. That was us. I, I remember talking to her about, about day 100 of being in lockdown in Seattle. And I was like, I am sorry. 2019 was the best year I have ever had. But listen, Jesus tells us that we can't worry about tomorrow. He says in Matthew chapter six, don't worry about tomorrow. Today's got enough trouble. And so sometimes we have anxiety because we're trying to figure out tomorrow. 
Sometimes we have anxiety because we're trying to figure out today. This morning, what I want to do is I want to just take a couple minutes, just a couple moments, and I want us to ask ourselves this question. Why are we anxious? Why am I anxious? Why do I have anxiety? Why am I stressed out? Why am I worrying? Now, some of you might say that um, you don't have anxiety. Okay. So, um, and in, in complete transparency, my husband tells me that he, why do you worry about things like that? Why do you, why do you feel anxious? And the other day he was put in a very um, anxious situation moment. He was surrounded and he literally walked out and he was like, babe, I totally understand everything you're saying now. I wanted to crawl out of my skin. I was like, see, we all feel this way. It's not just um, those of us that are a little more vocal. But there is so much chaos in our world today. There's so much turmoil in our world today that we need to have the answer, not just for our anxiety, but for someone else. Because everywhere you turn, in your work, maybe you're at school, on your, on your job, maybe even in your home, you're going to turn and you're going to find somebody that is crippled with anxiety. And God gives us the answers to that dilemma, to that struggle in Scripture. In fact, throughout Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, God talks about people with anxiety, godly people that love him, and he shares with them how to walk through it. This morning, can we pray today and open up our hearts for the word of God? Father, we thank you for this moment in time that we are here to learn from you. And Lord, may it not just be words that we hear, but things that we put into action. So that way, when we come across somebody that is anxious, that we can speak peace to that problem. Father, we thank you that you do not leave us in this world to fend for ourselves, but you walk us through. You pull us out of a pit. You walk us across the desert. And Lord, you set our feet on a solid rock of foundation in your son. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have you ever sat down and got quiet? It's kind of hard for me. Have you ever sat down and got quiet and just asked the Lord, why am I so anxious? This morning, as I've been praying this week for this message, I asked the Lord to speak to us today, that there would be moments that we would be quiet in our spirit and that we would allow the Lord to begin to speak to us. Because I don't believe that he wants us to live a life full of anxiety. I believe he wants us to have peace in every situation. That no matter what we're facing, he gives us peace. And so this morning, the first thing I want to do is I want to look at some responses to anxiety. Because you might be a little bit like my husband who was like, I don't, I don't have anxiety. Why do you worry about that? Why do you worry about that? You? And then I started going, well, you know, sometimes when we're anxious, it responds in anger. And he was like, oh. Have you ever been so anxious that your response was angry? 
that you were so afraid that you got angry? I know we're, we're hitting a, a holiday in a, in a couple days. Have you ever seen that video clip where the guy's walking up to, with his kid to press the button for trick or treat and there's a scarecrow or something sitting in a chair, but it's an actual person and the person jumps out to scare the man and the man just punches him right in the face. And then it's like, I'm so sorry. It was, it was just a reaction. Sometimes the reaction from our anxiety is anger. That we, in a second, in a split second, we get angry. We don't understand why. But if we stopped and if we thought about why did I just, why was I so scared? Why was I anxious? Is that why I responded in the anger? Sometimes when we're anxious, we respond by becoming a fixer. We have the superhero complex. Dun, da, da, da. I am going to fix the problem. Don't worry hold on, help is on the way. Oh, and some of you are just like, um, I came for a baptism. Um, my friend invited me and I don't really want you to step in all of this. So this, listen, I, I'm praying and believing freedom today over each and every one of us. Cause friends, I had a rough week this week. I texted, uh, an incredible group of women last night and I said, please pray for me. Because I have lived this all week long. Sometimes anxiety elicits a response of having a pity party. No one will help me. This always happens to me. Why am I the one that has to deal with this? It's those anxious thoughts that begin to, to wrap around and continue to go in our mind. And our response is to feel sorry for ourselves. And sometimes the response to anxiety is to isolate. That you pull yourself away from everyone and everything that could help you through the problem you have. Friend, this morning, no matter how we respond outwardly to the anxiety. God has a plan and a purpose to heal us from that anxiety. As Christians and as believers, we are not exempt from anxiety. We are not exempt from worry. It says in scripture that worry is a sin, but it doesn't say, so you won't have to deal with it. In fact, scripture tells us that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That worry and anxiety, although it's a sin, it's not something we're exempt from because we are believers. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 88, he said, my life is full of troubles and death draws near. He was just ready to die. David wrote in Psalm 40, 12, troubles surround me. There are too many to count. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt so anxious because you look all around you and all you see is trouble? Even the apostle Paul in second Corinthians, he shared with this precious church. He said, we have been traveling and we are crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. I love that it didn't stop there. That it wasn't just Paul said, I'm, I'm overwhelmed and I'm crushed. But he went on to say, but God. So why do we feel anxious? I, I have a, a little uh, 
booklet from Dr. Charles Stanley, and he wrote some reasons why we feel anxiety. And so as we're sitting in this moment and as we're talking and we're asking the Lord, Lord, help me, this, this anxiety... She is reading my mail. This anxiety that I've had all week long that almost kept me from coming here today. Lord, help me today to be free from it or to know how to overcome it in the name of Jesus. And so this morning, we've got to know why we're feeling anxious. We have to know the why behind it. Sometimes, and this is from, uh, he has a lot of other ones, but I pulled out four of them. Sometimes we feel anxious because we have a feeling of inadequacy. We don't feel like we can accomplish it. We don't feel like we can do it. We don't feel like we're good enough. And can you, can you sense it? It starts to stir. They're going to they're gonna find out I, I'm, I'm not as competent as I, I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm inadequate. God, I, I, can't, I can't be a mom. I, I, can't, I can't run this business. I, you feel. You, Feel that turning inside of you. Maybe it's because we're thinking about how inadequate we are instead of thinking about how capable he is. Another reason why we feel anxious. Oh, I don't even, I don't even want to say this one. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so, I am way too real. Um, trying to change things we can't control. We are working hard to change it. We are working hard to get it fixed. And God's like, you can't control that. Did you make the problem? <laughs> well, if you made the problem, then ask for forgiveness. We try to control situations. Oh, and friends, we try to control people. We try to change the situations in our life and the people in our life, and we don't even realize that we have no control over it. And it brings and, and breeds this anxiety and anxiousness because we desperately want the situation to change. We desperately want the people to change. Another reason why we have anxiety is because we're failing to trust God who provide, to provide for our needs. Yeah, I get it. I go out, I, was, I told the first service, I go out to buy a carton of eggs, and y'all, it's like a small loan, right? Like, I get it. And so we start to get anxious. I, I, I can't pay my bills this month. I, how, Lord, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to feed my family? How's and we feel this anxiety because we don't trust him to provide for our needs. And lastly, another reason, and like I said, there's so many more than this, but we're trying to live tomorrow today. Have you ever tried to, my dad calls it shadow box. Have you ever shadow boxed a conversation with somebody the day before you have the conversation with them? My dad would always tell me, stop shadow boxing. You're, 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 you're fighting something that's not even there. We get anxious in our life when we try to live and fix tomorrow today. So what do we need to do when we get anxious? Let's read Philippians chapter four, because I'm going to give you a couple quick things. And listen, it's not in any order, but now that we know we feel anxious, we know that in Matthew chapter six, that Jesus tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. 
Today's got enough problems of, their, of its own. So what do we do with this when those anxious thoughts come to us? And younger generation, listen to me. I got three teenage, well, one of them's not a teenager anymore, but I got, I got three kiddos. And I watch and I see the, the amount of distraction that comes through that little phone. The amount of bullying that comes through that phone. You are not what some coward says behind a screen. If you want to know who you are, you open up an amazing book that says that you're the head and not the tail. That's a, you, you're the top and not the bottom. That you have a future and you have a hope and you have a purpose. Don't you let a coward behind the screen begin to tell you who you are. Because that anxiety starts to feed that, of that insecurity and of that inadequacy that you're not enough. Philippians chapter four tells us this. Paul's writing this amazing church and he says, be anxious for nothing. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious about anything, but instead, in everything, by prayer, the old school word for that was supplication. That word means begging, pleading, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. When those anxious thoughts start coming to you, I don't know how I'm going to pay. I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't. When those start to come, quiet yourself. Ask the Lord, why am I feeling this way? Oh, Lord, I'm not trusting you to provide my needs. So now I'm going to ask for it. Why don't we ask the one that created us to help us? We suffer so much and for so long because we fail to ask him what we need. But in everything, with prayer and pleading, with thanksgiving, make sure you remind him what he, Lord, I need this in my life. And you're so good and you're so great and you have it in your hands. I am pleading you. I know you're present. I know you hear me. With thanksgiving, I know you did it once before. I know you can do it again. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. I had to do that this week. I was calling my mom on the way in to work very early. I go to work very early in the morning and I was calling my mom on the way in and I said, mom, mom, there's crazy in my head. It's just, it's wrapping through my head. It's just continually going over and over again. And my mom told me this week as I, as I was walking through it, I, I love, she gave me this next verse, but as I was telling her this, I, I told her, I said, mom, I know I'm supposed to take every thought captive, but I'm struggling to do that. And I need God to meet me halfway. 
And she said, honey, we are going to pray. We are going to believe that God is going to meet you right where you're at. Sometimes I think that we even try to do the steps without him. Oh, this is my responsibility. I have to take every thought captive. I couldn't this week. There, there was, there was a, a rhetoric in my mind that would not stop. And she said, God is faithful. He will do more than meet you halfway. He's there right now. You don't even need to take a step. She gave me this verse of scripture in Isaiah 26 says, you will keep, this is Isaiah writing this. Isaiah is writing this because the, because Israel, it was a, a prophetic word for Israel and for Jerusalem that they were coming back from Babylon, all of the captivity, all the slavery that they had walked through. And he begins to pin this, uh, prophecy and he begins to speak to the Lord. Isaiah tells the Lord, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. She spoke this over me, and I grabbed a hold of it, and I said, okay, Lord, I can't take these thoughts captive, but this is what I can do. I can think about you. I can think about you. I'm going to fix my thoughts on you. Listen, if you ever got into my car, one of two things will be blaring. It'll be either the, the latest, greatest, brand new worship. Ooh, Numa. If you guys haven't listened to Numa from the Belonging Company, oh, it's so good. Either that or the newest, greatest true crime podcast. That's, those are the, it's one extreme or the other. Those are the two things that I listen to. I love me some Dateline, y'all. It's so bad. And then I'll start yelling at the TV because I'm like, don't put it in, don't put the antifreeze in the Gatorade. They always find the antifreeze in the Gatorade. And then Ryan walks by and he's like, oh my goodness, I can never have Gatorade again. <laughs> Listen, I had to make a choice this week to fix my thoughts on my creator. You will keep Lord in perfect peace. I don't have to try to work up this peace. I don't have to try to, to defeat this anxiety. All I have to do is fix my thoughts on how great you are. And you keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. The last thing that I, I, I saw in, in these scriptures comes out of Psalm 121. I want you to go ahead and turn there. Because scripture tells us that he, that the Lord will guard our hearts and our minds. Hold on to Psalm 121 right there. In Philippians chapter four, verse seven, after we give thanksgiving to the Lord, verse seven says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, you won't be able to explain it to your family. When your cousin at Thanksgiving in just a couple weeks doesn't understand why you have so much peace walking through what you're walking through, you can say, it's not me, it's the Lord. 
And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, I don't understand it either. It's just there. Will guard your hearts and it will guard your minds. If we want to get rid of the anxiety in our life, we have to allow the peace of God to guard our heart. We have to allow the peace of God to guard our mind by fixing our thoughts on him. And in verse one, in chapter 121 of Psalms, we need to do this. In the Psalm of Ascent, the Israelites began to walk up the steps of the temple. And on step two, they would declare this psalm. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Friends, if you want to defeat anxiety in your life in that moment, take your eyes off the circumstances and lift them up. And you may say, well, we don't have any mountains and we don't have any hills in Tallahassee. I love going to the water because I lift my eyes and I see a horizon that doesn't ever end. I see a big God and I think, does my help come from there? No, my help comes from the one who created that. Oh, there's something about a confidence and a security that comes when we take our eyes off of the situation and we lift our eyes up and we say, does my help come from there? No, my help comes from the one who made that. Verse goes on in verse three, he says, he will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never sleeps or slumbers. He doesn't go to sleep on the job. He is ever present. He is alert. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day or the moon by night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and as you go, both now and forever. Friend, in order for us to defeat anxiety in our life, our perspective has to be right. We have to lift our eyes off of there's lack financially. My marriage is in the rocks. My children are on drugs. We have to lift our eyes off of the situation and look up and say, oh no, this might be happening here, but I know the one who made my children. I know whom I gave them to at a very young age. I know who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I know who provided my needs last month will provide my needs this month. I know in whom I have believed. All four of my amazing grandparents have gone on to be with the Lord. 
And I had the privilege of singing at all of their funerals. I'm, I'm made sure that I, I you know, I, I pushed through. I'll, I'll grieve about that tomorrow. I'll grieve about that when it's over. I wanted to honor their lives and their legacies. My grandmother passed away from colon cancer and um, my grandfather asked me to sing this psalm at her funeral. And this week as I was going through this, I started thinking about this song. It's from Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir up in New York and it's an older song. But it says, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the Lord which made heaven and earth. He said, he would not suffer thy foot to be moved. The Lord keepeth me. He will not slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade upon my right hand. No, the sun shall not smite me by day nor the moon by night. He shall preserve my soul even forevermore. And then this beautiful song ended with my help my help all of my help comes from the lord the greatest way to defeat the anxiety and worry in our lives is to remember where our help comes from my help comes from the Lord. If that's you this morning, listen, at the end of the service, Ryan's going to come up here. He's, we're going to go through, we have a, an incredible staff. We're going to give staff appreciation, but I'm telling you what, I know this staff, they want more for you to get delivered and transformed than for them, they, them to be appreciated. In this moment, if that's you today, you just came for a baptism, but you have come face to face with your creator. This morning, I wanna pray for you. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, in the quietness of this moment, if the Holy Spirit has begun to speak to your heart about the anxiety that you have been facing, if he's beginning to tell you that you don't trust, you just don't trust me. You just don't know who you are in me. You're worried about tomorrow when I'm already in tomorrow. If that's you today, no one's looking around. I just want you to lift your hand right where you're at. 
Friends, there are hands all over this place. We're going to pray. And at the end of the service, when we get all done with staff appreciation, our prayer team is stationed in our prayer corners right now. At the end of the service, don't leave here without going to them and agreeing in prayer. See, part of what I had to do this week was I had to call some friends. I had to reach out to some people. I had to call my mama. I had to call some people and say, hey, I am struggling with some crazy in the brain. I need for you to pray with me. I need, I need somebody to agree. I'm, I'm, I'm too weak right now to do it myself. I need someone to stand with me. Don't leave this place without knowing that you are surrounded by a family of believers that believe that deliverance is for you today. So this morning, church family, I don't want you to just sit there. We're going to come into agreement and we're going to pray over the about 20 people that lifted their hands this morning. And we are going to declare the peace of God over them today. Can we do that this morning? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over death, hell, and the grave. You have given us the keys to the kingdom. That today we are the victors and not the victims. And today, in the name of Jesus, we speak over these sons and daughters. We speak peace in their minds in Jesus' name. We ask for healing to come in their bodies and in their minds as they have, they have toiled over and over and over again. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we speak peace in the name of the Lord. And now, Lord, I come against any person that it says that it's gotten so bad, they just don't want to live anymore. I bind that spirit of death in the name of Jesus. And Father, right now, in the name of the Lord, we speak life, we speak joy, we speak victory in the name of Jesus. For you are greater than our thoughts. You are greater than our worries. You are greater than our pain. And in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we are standing, believing that you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we could ask or think. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, church. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's message, be sure to share it with your friends and tag us at TransformTLH. Thanks again for listening. And we look forward to seeing your face in the place someday. Have a great week.